When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match. Hello, and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket, looking back at a pretty turgid third day. Well, actually, it's been a pretty turgid test match so far from Antigua, with uh, England still failing to bowl the West Indies out. They're 373 for nine, so 171 for five in the day's play. No interruptions at all. 90 overs were bowled. There's a rarity. Uh, In fact, more than 90 overs, because England had to complete uh, an unfinished over from the day before as well. And, you know, Simon, Antigua is famous mainly, and we played a bit of music on the show last night, and Antigua is famous for its calypso and its drum beats and it's it's metal rhythms and so on. It's Iron Band I was talking about before. This was like a very slow reggae track, which never seemed to end. And I'm sorry, it was it was an insomnia cure, really. Wake up! All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, West Indies are in a reasonable position, though, aren't they? I mean, you can see the logic of the way they played. For the most part, anyway, but it did. That still doesn't make it thrilling cricket. I mean, no wonder no one goes to watch the cricket in Antigua. The the pitches at the Sir Riv Richards Ground are, are pretty sterile. I was looking back actually some of the the previous Test matches, and there was a game there last year involving West Indies and Sri Lanka, and the first inning scores were 169 and 271. You thought, well, bound to be a result then. Wickets falling early in the match, but then Sri Lanka batted 150 overs for 476. And the pitch did not deteriorate. And this pitch, we thought, would become very uneven. It might spin a bit. But actually, it, it it's so slow. that Everything is happening so slowly on it. So it's it's really tough for the players. Tough for the players on both sides. I mean, I, yeah, we'd be a bit facetious about saying how, how pretty dull it's been uh, today. And how, actually how quite dull the test match has been. There you know, have been a few highlights along the way. But when you have a pitch like that, you know, the, pit, the pitch has been... 
uh, unfortunately, has been the winner, as it was in, in Raul Pindi in well, the first the test match. I mean, it's, it's winner, just... Winner, loser, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, in that test match in uh, Australia and Pakistan as well. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's funny, isn't it? You mentioned it's called the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium and no mm. one was identified with more pulsating cricket than, exactly. than Viv Richards. And of course, the two ends are called Sir Kirtley Ambrose and, and Andy Roberts. So Andy Roberts ends, you know, two fantastic fast bowlers, uh, terrifying to face and whistling the ball through at 90 miles an hour. And really, the ground should be called the Hypnos Stadium, shouldn't it? God of God of sleep. And one end certainly should be called the Morpheus end, who I think was the son of the Greek god Hypnos. I've just been looking that up. And of course, my <laughs> sister's always useful. Bethany's always yeah. useful for, for Greek mythology and Greek names and so on. But if ever a ground was misnamed and the ends being erroneously named, it's this one. Mm-hmm. Well, it was very fancy. I was, I was just going to go for the Jeffrey Boycott Stadium, but <laughs> that, that was a bit of a cheap jibe, actually low blow. The Krumah Bonner, now, bizarre career, really. He's 33 years of age. He made his test debut last year, only last year. He did play T20. He made his T20 debut in England way back in 2011, that bizarre two-match series, or might have even been three, right at the end of the summer. It was actually playing on a really freezing cold freezing cold night, so late September, England-West Indies. Graham Swan was England's T20 captain, and he's played another T20 since. But he made his test debut last year, and he, he's come out with a, a second 100. He's three, 123 from 355 balls. I mean, it was sort of bizarre. Some of the cricket towards the end I thought was actually quite bizarre because he was turning down singles when Pamal had, had batted for a long time. He was turning down singles when Pamal had, had batted for 75 balls. And see, I didn't really feel he needed to be protected. But So what was West Indies' game plan there? Just bat as long as they possibly can, take as much time out of the game, just tick the board over, just increase the lead, and, and, and almost, do you think, insulate themselves against the possibility of losing, just actually you know, mean there are only two results possible in the game. It's hard to see England winning from here now because of the slowness of the pitch. I mean, could, I mean, they, they potentially could get into a winning position, but they probably have to sort of risk losing uh, to win or be bowled out to, to try to win the game. So, you know, that's perhaps West Indies' strategy. And you could say after three days, you know, they are or have some measure of control over the Test match. I suppose what I'd say is that really the game is about run-making and it's not just about staying in. And I, I think, you know, admirably, though, he defended and, you know, he played the played the the ball on its merits most of the time, but he never really looked mm. to to score. I mean, he didn't, there was no urgency. He did. If, if, if the ball was short, he, he went for the pull, but he didn't really look to drive. He didn't look to be busy at the crease and run hard, for instance, you know, in contrast to someone like Johnny Bairstow, who... You know, he's really kind of lively between the wickets and tries to push the fielders all the time. It was a bit of a sort of static innings. And I, just, I, I sort of feel, you know, although it was admirable and, you know, obviously without it, West Indies would have been pretty bereft. But at the same time, I think you have to try and increase the tempo a little bit and try and put the bowlers under a bit more pressure. In fact, West Indies scoring rate was got slower and slower during the day, didn't it? Each 50 took a little bit longer. So, in a way, it's a bizarre it was sort of, stat, yeah. yours, that, isn't it? Yeah. It's a really bizarre yeah. stat. Each each 50 was slower than the previous one. Incredible, really. It sort of it feels like stalemate a little bit. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it could work brilliantly in West Indies favor. They could win. Yeah. But and and therefore 
Bonner's tactics will be justified. But I don't know. I, I, it, it was it was pretty dull, and and I just thought it was a bit it was a bit inert. Some of it. Um, it sounds a bit critical, and you know, one shouldn't be critical of a guy that hasn't played that many Test matches and has made a hundred against an England attack. But I think it could have been better. The, fun, the funny thing I did think was, you know, that pitch. I, I bowled on a few pitches like that, and it's so demoralising when the ball is a bit soft, and obviously the batting is pretty resolute as well. And you just run up as a faster bowler, and you're. You're almost wondering why you're bothering because it feels like when you let go of the ball and it hits the pitch, it's sort of slowing up and almost refusing to get to the other end. And the batsman seems to have eons of time to play the ball and hard as you try. And England did try. Stokes tried and Wokes tried and Overton as well. Obviously, Wood went off the field. It's just so dispiriting. You you run up with all using all those muscles and pounding your feet into the ground and trying to get it down there with 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 some venom and it just kind of plops off the pitch and the batsman just pokes it back prods it back and it's it's a very demoralizing sort of pitch to play on and of course then right at the end of the day you get Dan Lawrence given a bowl and you've been charging in and you bowl 28 overs and your back's aching and your feet are sore and there's blisters on your toes Go on, get the violin out again, Simon. And 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 then somebody comes on, lobs it up, uh, a part-timer, and gets a wicket, <laughs> you know, caught down the leg side. Oh, God. And I, I watched Chris Wokes actually go to congratulate Dan Lawrence uh, for his wicket. And he did. He patted him on the back. But I bet he was thinking, you bastard. You, don't, you just don't know what it's been like for me all day. You, you lucky bastard. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, you know, it was a sort of irony at the end of the day, wasn't it? It, it was. It was. Just, it was just the finest of edges as well. I mean, it's one of those. You know, there were a few sort of little squiggles on the on the on the wave of the. You know, the uh, the, the the sound wave which condemned a Nkrumah Bonner, and you know, you, sometimes you think, well, w- was that the edge or was it just I don't know the feet scraping in the crease or whatever. But he, there was. He looked guilty actually. I know, sometimes you, you you try to gauge the the batter's reaction. He was he was sort of looking at the edge of his bat as well while it was happening, and he didn't seem that sort of surprised or stroke disappointed you know to be given out he'll be a very happy man tonight 123 uh, he's given West Indies an, an opportunity in this game actually that wicket reminds me of a story that that is worth reprising because it's quite funny Agus tells about his time when he was playing on a tour of India when you know you can get some flat pitches in India can't you and I think it was Richard Ellison who sort of bowled his boots out his, you know, his probably blood seeping out of his toes and out of his boots and all that sort of thing eventually came off wicketless after you know, two days in the field and he went and Agus said my job was to run him a bath and so I, you know he helped him into the bath lowered himself <laughs> in you know just with about 20 minutes left of the day's play or even the test match I think it was one of those games of just coming to an end and outside there was a huge roar and Richard Ellison said to Agus what was what was that and Agus poked his head out the window and he said oh Alan Lamb's just got a wicket <laughs> yes. of course you know well, sort of, you know, another sort of part-time bowler, and he, well, it sums it up. But I mean, England would have been pretty happy to get rid of Bonner just before the close of play because you know he, he, he continued on tomorrow, hundred-run lead, something like that, and then you know England then are under a bit of pressure. I mean, you, you feel, I mean, if they lose from here mm. on this surface, unless it, I mean, unless it does go. 
uh, tomorrow on the final day. You know, so it really does go, you know, just sort of falls apart. Like, it doesn't look like a pitch that's going to do that, does it, really? I mean, yeah. they, you know, they'll, it'll probably get a bit more uneven and you can, you could possibly see a few low-ball LBWs, mm. but you feel you should be, you know, if you're disciplined enough on this surface, you should be able to mm. you know, stick it out and, and, and not get bowled out. It was tough going for England today, undoubtedly. You know, the pitch was incredibly docile. But I, I, being hypercritical, I don't understand why they don't try more things. Why wasn't Lawrence given a bowler earlier for a start? I know that's hindsight and he gets a wicket in his in the what, 89th over or something. But you've got to try things. If you're not breaking through, and that doesn't necessarily mean you know bowling people who don't normally bowl. I just mean bowlers go round the wicket. Seamers, they, they bowl, they're happy to bowl round the wicket to left-handers. Why don't they go round the wicket to right-handers and just change it? Why didn't Leach go over the wicket before about the 84th over or something? You know, he bowled 40-odd overs in the day and he never went over the wicket and bowled into the rough until five, ten minutes before the end of play. So, you know, it's funny, but obviously there have been so many eulogies and videos of, of Shane Warne over the last few days. And there was one, I was watching one little clip of him talking about getting Graham Gooch out in a, in a match. And Gooch had been batting well and it was towards the end of the day. And Warren just said, oh, I'm going to go around the wicket and bowl it as wide as possible into the rough. And Gooch will kick it away and you never know what might happen. And of course, it was one of those genius deliveries from Warren where it pitched, not on the return crease, but right in the rough. And Gooch went to kick it away and somehow it avoided his foot, went outside his foot, his left foot, and spun miles and clipped the top of the leg stump. Well, obviously, England don't have a Shane Warne. You know, he was a one-off. And I I can't get over how much we, we're going to miss him, actually. But they could have tried things. They could have tried a few balls out from over the wicket for Leach or the, the faster balls going round the wicket or just something. And I thought it was all a little bit too regimented. And I, I probably mm. often say that. And, you know, people will say, well... They tried their best, but I think sometimes even if you just go around the wicket as a fast bowler for three balls to a right-hander, especially a lower-order player, it's a different angle. You know, this goes back to Warren's great mantra, it's not what I bowl, it's where it comes from, it's how it got there, that's what he used to say. And, you know, just changing your position on the crease or changing your going from over to around the wicket just for a few balls, just changes a batsman's alignment slightly, gives them something up to think about. So... If there's one thing I'd say England could have done more of, it would be that. But it was it was hard going. It was hard work. Yeah, neither neither side wanted to give anything away, did they? I mean, England didn't want to give anything away as well. That, that was that was sort of part of it. You know, they, that straight bowling again, two mid wickets. It was it was really attritional from both sides. Uh, Bonner. I mean, normally when a batter uh, goes the whole day, he did just about it, didn't he? I mean, he's out right at the end. You'd normally score a hundred in the day, but he started off. 34 not out, he ended up 123. So he scored 89 runs in the day. You know, quite rare. And he was dropped by uh, Zach Crawley at slip. One that, it, it was one of those, uh, well, it, he got two hands to it, just to his left-hand side. It came to him quickly, he was slightly blindsided, inside edge onto the pad and it came quickly. You'd probably expect him to catch it. It was another one of those where, you know, it's certainly easier than the Ben Folks one, if, you, if you're judging sort of, 
pound for pound, uh, from his drop the day before. So that was a big moment when he'd made uh, 73. There were, there were a couple of LBW shouts as well, weren't they, that were umpire's call. And I think England were frustrated by that. They were clipping the leg stump. So, you know, if it had been given out, it would, have, it would have stayed out. So there were those moments for, for England today against Bonners. You know, there were bits and pieces uh, during the day. And, of course, there were ones given out. Them, you know, they were inside edges as well. It was, it was that sort of really frustrating uh, day. I, there should be an umpire's call for ball not going fast enough to take the bales off as well, <laughs> which was today. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'll give you a question. Quick question. How many Bonners have played Test Cricket? Well, has there ever been another one? Do, do, do you know the answer to that? I do. Um, I don't know. I can't think of another Bonner. There probably was in Australia or New Zealand or something back, Ooh, back, good, in, back good in the guess. day. Yeah, Good yeah. guess. Australia. So I'll tell you about George Bonner, who played in the 1880s for Australia. And I've got a little passage in, in one of my books here um, about him. A six foot six inch bear of a man often referred to as the Australian Hercules for his gigantic hitting from New South Wales and described as a man without guile. He had caused a stir on a previous tour during a dinner at the Johnson Club in Fleet Street. That, of course, is Dr Samuel Johnson, not Boris Johnson or anyone, any other Johnson. Having confessed that he had never heard of the great author, Dr Samuel Johnson, after whom the club was named, he was subjected to mocking laughter. Unabashed, he rose from his seat and pronounced, What is more, I come from a place where you can ride a horse 60 miles a day for two months and never meet a man who has heard of the Dr Johnson either. As soon as he stepped off the SS Assam at Plymouth, this is uh, on tour of England, Bonner won a £100 bet with a fellow passenger who had challenged him to throw a cricket ball 110 yards without a warm-up. On a nearby parade ground, he hurled it 119 yards from a standing position and made off with the money worth five figures in today's currency. That was George Bonner, who did make a a one-test hundred in a fairly lengthy career in the 1880s. So that is Nkrumah Bonner's predecessor in test cricket. Well, there we go. I didn't think we'd be going there uh, this evening, but it's been that sort of day, hasn't it, really? Um, You need a few anecdotes to... (laughs) While away the time on, on, on a day like that, don't you? That's, that's a lot of money, isn't it? £100 bet in, what, the 1880s? That's a, a... I wonder how they measured it, 119 yards. They wouldn't have had a big, long tape measure in those days, surely. I don't know. 
It, it, all, all, Step pasted out, probably. All, all good questions that are distracting us from the Antigua Test match. I can, I can sort of understand why. But Bonner's first-class average uh, going into this good, game... Good, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh, it's bad. Sorry, his test average yeah. is good. Yeah, His test average is good. His first-class average is only 28. And Pumal as well... Uh, who's played a lot of first-class cricket and is in his 30s. I mean, you've got a 33-year-old and a 32-year-old there resisting England at the end with no trouble at all. First-class average of 13. Uh, they, they were able to resist. Now, they were able to resist an England attack without Mark Wood. Now, he's got a this elbow injury. Uh, you've had an elbow injury. Of course, we don't fully know the diagnosis uh, yeah, and in the past he's had ankle problems, hasn't he? And that's been the what, something that's held him back. But an elbow problem for Mark Wood. Uh, Joffre Archer's had an elbow problem as well. Then he's obviously not going to bowl in this innings. He did, there's not much of it left. But it's got to be a bit of a worry, you'd think. It has. I, I guess he'll hope he doesn't have to bowl again in this game. And I doubt, I doubt if he'll be able to. It's very difficult, you know, for a fast bowler to to play with an elbow injury. With your with your bowling arm because there's so much snap and whip and you, you if you really really slowed Mark Wood's action down you'd see a bit of hyperextension as he about to release the ball and then releases the ball there'll be flex in that elbow and it's it's really painful it's horrible it, you know it's a bit like I'm sure some listeners will know the feeling of tennis elbow you know when your elbow is feeling really stiff and tight and it's the ligaments normally. And it's just, oh, it's horrible. So, yeah, I mean, obviously intensive physio. I would think he won't bowl again in this test. Mm. And I hope it recovers. It's hard to say why it would have happened, but it's just the it's just the force you use. And, you know, I, I just think when you, days like that, where you see those faster bowlers ploughing up and down and trying to make something happen and they bowl 30 overs in a day and then, a, a little loopy spinner gets the wicket at the end of the day. You just think, why the why am I a fast bowler? Everything hurts, and someone's got one for naught, having lobbed a few up at pies up at having lobbed a few pies up at forty miles an hour. Mm. Ben Stokes as well, of course, getting through twenty eight overs. I mean, I, I I wonder whether that was in England's plan uh, before the start of the Test match. They talked about using him sparingly, but he had, he's had to bowl twenty eight overs, and he was struggling. He looked to be struggling with a f- foot problem. I, I think that will be just. I cramp? think that will be a blister. Blister, that'll be blisters. right? That'll be a blister. I've seen his foot before when, you know, he, he often does limp around, doesn't he? And sometimes it's a muscular thing. But I've actually also seen him. That there was a time about three years ago when he was really struggling with his foot and you thought, oh, dear, you know, bad injury. And he took his boot off and he showed me that the nail, the, I think his big toe, it was big toe, big toe on the left foot, the nail had just come off. Mm. Because of the pressure, when you let go of the ball, your foot moves in your boot and just forces the toe against the front of the boot. And over time, it can do you quite a lot of damage. I mean, you don't want to see my feet, that's for sure. And you don't want to see Ben Stokes's either. Uh, and it will be either a blister or you know some kind of toenail getting getting detached or something. And it's one of those you just have to grit your teeth and get through it, really. Well, he did today, didn't he? I mean, to, to come out with, you know, to bowl 28 overs in the innings, he had to step up, really, because England were a bowler down. Leach, you know, bowled 40-odd overs as well, so he was sort of, you know, trying to hold an end. And they, they were down to Overton and, and Wokes as their, their two other main bowlers. Uh, Root didn't bowl a great deal. Lawrence you know, just bowled at the end. So, you know, in a way, I mean, they... They were down to the bare bones. It, it does look, I mean, it's, it is a, a slow pitch. It does look quite a thin England attack, this. 
Um, and we said it, didn't we, on the first day? We 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 felt, you know, look at that England attack. Okay, is it good good enough to bowl West Indies out uh, twice? Well, on a really slow surface, it, it seems unlikely. They might not get in a position uh, to do so, but be able to be in a position to do so. You project ahead. West Indies, what, 62 runs ahead, say 70 runs ahead on first innings, taking them the, you know, a session to knock those off, and depending on how many wickets they lose, of course, and then, so that leaves you two more sessions on the fourth day. Are England going to be in a position to have enough runs on the board to have a go at the West Indies in, in the final innings? And both managements thought this pitch would deteriorate, and West Indies thought so too. And, and that's probably why they're trying to tough it out and just occupy the crease and just inch ahead because they, they feel there will be something on this this pitch and they want to sort of take England's sort of victory chance uh, out of the equation. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, so, But pressure on England in their, in their seconds. Mm. We've definitely seen them collapse before. And it's, it, it's, it's a batting line-up that is vulnerable. If West Indies could, can pick up a couple of early wickets, then, yeah, big big problems for England. And would England, the thing is, would England have any sort of ammunition to bowl them out in the second innings, having been out there for 150 overs into a fourth day, the, the, a decent chance of a third new ball, uh, that that's available in three overs. So, you know, would they have the ammunition? Can, you know, can Ben Stokes rise himself again? Chris Wokes and Overton bowl a lot of overs. A lot would fall perhaps on, on Jack Leach. So you know, everything after three days is in, in West Indies' favour, you'd say. Uh, can England score quickly enough to get enough runs on the board to try and force a win on the final day. At the moment, you'd say odds against. You know who's probably loving it sitting at home, don't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we don't even need to mention their two names, I don't think. It's actually, it's actually, I've always think it's unfair, actually, just to sort of, you know, put them in a pair. I know they've sort of bowled in a pair as, uh, over time, but, you know, one's four years old than the other. So the idea of sort of the Anderson broad issue, I mean, they are separate people, but yeah, I know, I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. It's days like that, probably when you, well, you probably look at days like that, yours and think, oh, oh. thank goodness I'm not bowling anymore. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I don't have any uh, desire to ever do that kind of thing, bowl on that kind of pitch ever again. And I have total sympathy for all those bowlers. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It's a bowler's graveyard, this pitch. Mm. And, you know, I'll say that, and tomorrow England will be bowled out for 120. But let's hope they don't. Mm. Well, if they are. Let's hope they aren't. If they are, Yoz, I mean, that will, you know, that, that pre- the pressure will ramp up on them, won't they? After what we've seen today, West Indies you know, showing a lot of discipline. Anyway, let's not get ahead of ourselves because it hasn't happened yet. Um, but it is something to look out for. Actually, you talk about the five wickets that have been taken today as well, playing on the one, one of the course was a run out. So one was a run out, one was that leg side uh, catch uh, off uh, Lawrence right at the end of the day's play. And one was an absolutely horrendous shot by Alzari Joseph, who was, who was watching England's last two wickets uh, in their first innings. And, and one was an attempted leave by Jason <laughs> right, Holder. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's barely a, anything to be said for, for the bowlers earning their own wickets today, really. Yeah. T- tough old day, um, and the old cliche. That's why they call it a test cricket. I mean, just, yeah, probably just tested everyone today, didn't it? Spectators, um, people watching on television, and 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 the players as well. A, a really tough and people making podcasts. <laughs> Hard fought days. Uh, we did. I, mean, I did say uh, I, I did a little thing on Twitter, sort of promote the podcast yesterday. I said something like, you know. Um, slow, slow, unspectacular, but perhaps the best is yet to come. I, I don't think, you know, trying to project it, I don't think even I imagine the third day would be quite like this. 171 for five from from 90 overs. 
the best the best moment of the day actually has been the little video of Alex Carey arriving at the oh, Australian Hotel. Did you see <laughs> yeah, that? I did, yeah. Where he, he, uh, he wasn't looking where he was going and he fell into the hotel swimming pool, fully clothed. What was your first thought uh, when you saw that? When you saw that happen, what was your first thought that went through your mind? That I've probably done it myself. <laughs> uh, although my, last summer, actually, my daughter deliberately pushed me into a pool mm. and fully clothed. But um, that was that was hilarious. It was just a shame, actually, the cameraman didn't quite yeah, get it. Yeah. He just got the aftermath. But yeah, that was the best moment of the day by far. Mm, yeah, it was knock, it's knocking around on on social media. My my thought was perhaps a really pragmatic point. I hope he hasn't got his iPhone and his computer. Oh, yes. computer yeah. in his bag because they'll be totally ruined. Anyway, computer. The Australian wicketkeeper well, with his rucksack well, on. He'll have a laptop, yeah. won't he? In there, they're, they're, they're all, they all get yeah, the maybe. all get the sort of team instructions. Well, he'll just they? get. A, they'll get. They'll give him a new I one. I suppose they will. Yeah, it'll be all be on the cloud. It'll all be in the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, time for us to head to the clouds now. I think after um, three tough days of of watching, uh, <laughs> so we're not going to be recording a podcast straight after play. Uh, tomorrow we are going to be back on saturday morning so look out for that it, who knows it might be the review of the test match if england do f- fall in a heap on the fourth day they'll be desperate uh, to avoid that and at least go to barbados uh, level in the series so we'll we'll speak to you again on uh, saturday morning let's hope this test match revs up a bit after uh, three tough days <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.